Welcome to the Off Ramps Podcast. I'm your host and co-founder of the Off Ramp, Kristen. We know what it's like to feel helpless when faced with the magnitude of the world's problems. You want to do something about it, but don't know how or where to start. Well, that's why we're here. At the Off Ramp, our goal is twofold. First, to keep you informed about the ongoings in immigration, migration, and global affairs. And second, to connect you with opportunities to make a real difference in the lives of forcibly displaced people both near and far. Practical and positive change is possible. Let's work together to make it happen. In March of 2020, within a week, we went from booking travel plans for big events to shutting down our studio and sending home our team. We, we didn't pause for long though. As, as you may remember, we pivoted that very same week to making face masks, 4,500 in all, for more vulnerable individuals and groups, a project that was supported by nonprofit and Texas state organizations. When we couldn't source fabric any longer, we found additional work for our team members by designing one-off products, using up any scrap of fabric of any size remaining in the studio. Still, the going was tough. Without in-person events, we no longer had the sales to support full-time and part-time staff. We didn't have the raw materials to sustain long-term work, and we couldn't keep our studio and office open consistently, and therefore, access to our equipment was limited. To stay afloat, our business model had to evolve pretty significantly. Then, the move to the Charlotte area. Due to restructuring changes within the organization, she works for Nell permanently relocated to the East Coast last fall, bringing the off-ramp and Threads by Nomad with her. So we said our tearful goodbyes, comforted only by our ability to support those staying in Houston, thanks to your generous contributions to our crisis intervention fund. From the Carolinas, we have continued to carry forward our work and mission, even as we have prayerfully considered what our next steps may be. We contracted with Hyder from a distance for several custom projects using FaceTime and Zoom to coordinate measurements and alterations with customers. And steadily, we have begun to build partnerships with state organizations, refugee and immigrant agencies, churches and individuals in North and South Carolina, preparing for this next stage in the life of the off-ramp and Threads by Nomad. As we continue to explore opportunities and make plans, we're encouraged, not just by what lies ahead, but Frankly, we're also encouraged by what's been done. While this year was a doozy, a lot of good came out of it. Looking back, we are proud of the positive impact that we've had together. And we couldn't have done any of it without you. Our newest pandemic period impact report, the report from which I'm reading this letter, it may have our name and logo, the off-ramp's name and logo on the front cover, but make no mistake, it is your impact report. You did all of this. And for that, we're immeasurably grateful. As I mentioned, that was a letter, the letter, that introduces our, what we're calling pandemic period impact report. It is a Fun read, hopefully. I think it's beautiful, but I'm a little biased. A printed or PDF report 
of all of the good that came out of the period between March 2020 and June 2021. What has amounted to our pandemic experience thus far. Mom, this was your idea. You came to me. In fact, I looked at my, my to-do list. Um, I set the task to create a pandemic period impact report all the way back in April. That's when you first approached me with this idea. Why was it important to you to create this? In various roles that I have professionally, I have had so many conversations with um, ministers, nonprofits, and others who talk about how this year has just changed so much. Um, I, I talked to some who talk about the fact that now they're committed to being a hybrid organization, that they may never go back to being fully in-person, et cetera. And I was very mindful that what was and what we thought we had before pandemic has drastically changed. And sometimes I think it's easy to feel not down, but perhaps discouraged about that. We think, oh my goodness, look at what we had and what do we have now? And I became personally curious um, as I began to look at the off-ramp and Threads by Nomad, uh, what, where are we? What has, I know what's transformed, I know what's changed, but not only what got accomplished, um, but who are we now in the midst of this? And how is that going to affect where we're going? So it started as a personal curiosity thing. I mean, I could sort of in my head uh, go, oh, well, you know, we did this or that happened or we managed this, but I kept thinking of it in terms of, well, we just pivoted and we did this or we just pivoted and we did that. And while yes, we all of us, everybody needed to pivot in one way or another during pandemic, I, I felt that that was in some ways um, a negative thing. And I wanted to see, was it really negative or was there not a good bit of positive in all of this? So it began that way. But I, I must say um, two things happened. One, I realized, well, wait a minute. If I'm curious, then surely our supporters are curious. Um, while we have been very, very grateful for those who have supported us and who believe in the off-ramp and believe in what this organization is accomplishing, um, you know, we, we are still accountable to them. They love us, yes, but we're accountable. And I wanted to be able to come back to them and say, well, okay, look, during pandemic, this is what occurred knowing full well that maybe what would happen was we would say, you know what, this is what didn't happen um, because of pandemic. Um, so that was part of it. Um, and then the other part was just an overwhelming sense of um, gratitude, really. As I followed you, as you were putting this together, my sense of, oh, wow, that happened in spite 
of everything. Um, and so I wanted to be able to share with others um, the things that are really good that's happening around us, even though, yes, we had to pivot. And even though, yes, there were some um, regrettable things that happened. And yeah, we had to pivot. Um, so it started out as me being curious and it moved forward into wanting to share um, with the people who follow us what has been really good in these past, uh, what, um, 16 months or so. As I was thinking about how to frame this conversation today, I didn't want to take people point by point through the report because well, I want you to read the report and you can do that at theofframp.org. Uh, but I also think that would just make for kind of a boring podcast. So didn't want to do that. But I want to use an exercise that sometimes my husband and I use at the end of the day. If we really haven't seen each other all day, we'll just ask each other, well, what was your high and what was your low? And I have to say my high was a very similar experience as the one that you were just describing. One of my highs was the creation of this report because you're right, when you're in the middle of it, it's really difficult to wrap your head around everything that's actually being done. You don't ever truly look at the results or the big picture because you're so caught up in the doing and the progressing and, and the helping. And so to put this together, to see it on paper, to know that 55 families in five countries were directly impacted through our projects, to know that we raised $6,220 for the Seminario Intercultural Mayense in Chiapas, to know that 16 women were trained in basket weaving in Kampala, Uganda, that we made 4,500 face masks, many of which were um, distributed, excuse me, to people who were vulnerable along the Texas-Mexico border, to know that we raised 3,745 crisis intervention dollars that were distributed to people in Houston who needed it at that time. Seeing that and so much more in this report, in writing, made me realize that despite everything that was thrown at us, despite a literal, a literal global crisis, we were able to come together with groups and individuals all over the world to make a significant positive impact, to be the change, as we say. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to reflect that in terms of thinking of my highs and lows, one of my highs was really this report and seeing it all in writing, so. I have to say that I really enjoyed just going through it and reminding myself, wow, <laughs> In the midst of a pandemic, this happened. It was encouraging. It was encouraging. It's been very encouraging. Yes. What, was, what was one of your highs? I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it one. Um, it. I think it was kind of a series. Um, and and you were very instrumental in in these, but it is has been exhilarating. Each time we have received product at the end of a, a project or a work with one of our partners, um, the baskets from Amani Sasa <laughs> was thrilling. I mean, just thrilling. They, I mean, they've dealt with pandemic too, right? 
So this is not just us working with them on on design and color, et cetera, or us just supporting these women who are weaving the baskets, um, you know, through Amani Sasa. But this is actual, whoa, it's done and it's here. And we had setbacks, right? There were multiple setbacks. Um, the skirts from Sewing Hope. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I still have them laid out on a on a table in, in our workroom because I just love going in and thinking in pandemic, they persevered. We persevered with them. Zoom calls were not always the easiest, right? And and yet look at what happened. And you know, we've had Masters Handicraft for uh, as a partner. Well, gosh, it's I guess it's maybe three years now, four years, something like that. Um, and working on, hey, what might be fun? What might be good? What might be new? Um, and the amazing product. And they got it to us in them. And, you know, again, they have been dealing with pandemic. So the fact that they overcame challenges and worked hard and we overcame challenges and we partnered together and receiving that product. Um, same is true for Esther Shop and for, for Lupe and her soaps. It's not, I mean, our partners have done amazing work um, during this year. And every time I get a box, I get itchy and excited. It's so much fun. That's those are highs. I think that um, well, and I just photographed the skirts on. Oh gosh, what day was it? Tuesday, and Lupe modeled them for us. And already the response on Instagram, especially, has been really positive. People are really excited to see them and to to shop those styles. I think that that word partner is plays into my other big high because during a period of, you know, what people were calling lockdown and isolation and um, separation from other people. And we were able to come alongside and work with and collaborate with and partner with many, many people. I mean, there is, there is nothing in this report that we did on our own. We found other individuals and organizations and artisans and and groups to to come alongside us and to do this work together and so especially during a period where you know maybe we couldn't sit next to each other it we were able to to work closely together and to to and for good to come from that and then even as things have loosened up a little bit, I'm thinking about the partnerships, even among the the main players sort of in our off-ramp family uh, that have transpired more recently. So Syra, who is one of our board members, she sort of got re-engaged in, in some of our projects, not just packing snack bags and putting on two events with volunteers 
for uh, people who are at risk for trafficking along the border to raise awareness and to make sure that they know how to get help if they need it and what the signs of trafficking are. But then she also, as we developed a new project for our friend Lupe to build her skincare business, she is helping Lupe through this process. It has helped put her in touch with an accountant to set up her LLC officially and making sure to walk her through all of the, you know, kind of the paperwork that can be confusing, the processes that can be confusing. Similarly, Farzan, who we've inter- whom we've interviewed on this podcast before as well, and was the um, was a project participant. We had a project with her. She uh, gave of her time and of her resource to Lupe as well to help her figure out. Okay, how do you research packaging? What things do you need to know about uh, creating a a collection from scratch that sort of makes sense and is branded and and will sell well. She gave of her time and continues to do that as as Lupe reaches out to her with questions. So it's partnership at big and small levels uh, between groups, but also just between individuals who are willing to give of themselves and of their resources and of their time to support someone they may have never met before, which just, like I said, during a period of supposed isolation and, and, and real isolation for, for many of us, there was a form of coming together that was especially meaningful because of that to me. So that, I think that was my, my other high, I guess it would be unrealistic for us to not talk about our lows, but I get, maybe before we do that, do you have any, any more highs that you want to share? Yeah. Well, let me just, let me, let me just add to what you've said here about, about partnership. Um, none of us um, operate totally in a vacuum. Um, working in a silo just doesn't, doesn't work, you know? Uh, we have, I mean, I'm, I've been in my career now for um, 35, 36 years, and never um, has it been a part of my way of operating to operate by myself. We not only need partnership, but synergy is created when you partner. But the other reason is we all bring something to the table. At first glance, you might think, well, I mean, for example, Sewing Hope and Amani Sasa and Masters Handicraft, these, these are not brand new organizations. They, they've been operating for a while. They have amazing programs. You know, the first thought might be, whoa, what do they need from me? What might I bring? But that's part of the beauty when you do this type of work. Um, In social work circles, they call it asset-based reform. Everybody brings something to the table. Everybody has something that they can offer. And, you know, who knew when we started Threads by Nomad all those years ago that somebody around in other parts of the world, they were going to need and an arm that could help them market their product. So we brought not only design and help where that was concerned, um, but we brought an entity that we already had that helps them. So partnership to me, to me is saying we all come to the table, we all bring something, whether it is somebody who is learning how to sew or learning how to make a basket, or um, you know, somebody who has created a um, 
an, an online um, retail shop um, to be able to market these creations. Um, so I just, I think partnership is, is an amazing thing. And, and I feel honored that these partners have allowed us to be a part of their journey. Well, I don't want to spend a ton of time talking about our lows, not that they're not important, but just because this has been already such an encouraging conversation and we've talked about how encouraging the process of creating this impact report was for us, but it, it wouldn't be an honest conversation if, if we didn't talk even briefly about the lower points of this pandemic period for us and for the off-ramp. Um, what would you say is, is your low or was your low? In the midst of pandemic, trying to figure out, it, it was a con continuous low. It was a low for a long time. Um, how to keep our folks employed. Um, it was, it, 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 it was stressful. That's all there is to it. It was stressful. Um, it was hard. It, it racked my brain. Um, fear. The fear of what's going to happen if if we do close, um, it it was it was very 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 difficult, and and they were stressed. That that's the other part of it. Um, of of the three that we employed, um, only Atia had managed to keep employment um, throughout other employment, um, not us, and. It, it just, um, it was, it was challenging. It was hard and it was, it was heartbreaking. Well, I, I would say my, mine is similar. There was another one though, that um, maybe you don't even know. Uh, I don't know that I've, I've talked about it. We had a special fundraiser for the seminario in, in Chiapas that I visited, I think back in 2018 2019? I don't know. 2019, yeah. What, what are year, What are years anymore? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, I, I really have a heart for their work there uh, with Indigenous peoples and for the Indigenous peoples who, who live in that region. Um, and I was so struck and heartbroken by how difficult uh, the Indigenous groups living in the mountain regions were affected uh, by by the pandemic, just that children were going without food and education and that um, there was no real medical attention um, given to them. And so the fact that the, the people at the seminario were focused on, on serving them that way, I wanted to support them. And we had this really successful fundraiser. You guys gave very generously, as I mentioned earlier, we raised over $6,000 and, um, and sent it directly to them. It, 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 none of it came through, I mean, it came through us, but all of that money went directly to, to the seminario. And I was, I was feeling so good about the impact that we made and the, uh, the generosity of our, um, of our followers and, and our, our supporters. And, and I really personally sunk a lot of time and, and effort into that fundraiser. And within a matter of weeks, uh, the that same region experienced massive flooding. And I learned of deaths in families that the seminario worked with, children, um, brothers who 
were separated by the flood and one lived and one didn't, um, of people being isolated because even after the rain had ended, the flooding was so substantial that they, they couldn't go get food. Um, and it was just this moment of, of real burden that, you know, realistically, we couldn't have another fundraiser. Realistically, there wasn't much that we could do. Um, and to know that people that I care about and that we had um, have prayed for and worked for and, and have come to known even some of them, um, that they had just just after a moment where there was a little bit of hope that something like that, that devastating was, was thrown at them was just kind of heartbreaking. And I, I think that was the lowest I felt um, because it was the most helpless I felt mm -hmm. throughout it. Mm. Um, but I think that's, that's the lesson that I have taken away from this whole experience is that even when I feel helpless. And we talk about this on our, on our website and a lot of our messaging when we feel helpless and hopeless, that that is not an end. That is a starting point that that especially, is when, especially when we come together, especially right? when we come together uh, and that we just have to keep trusting that if we keep doing the work and keep working together, that good will come out of it. And I think this impact report is proof that indeed that that did happen. It doesn't take away from the devastation and the heartbreak of this past year, but it, it does encourage us to keep putting one foot in front of the other and, and doing the work because we might not, we might not see change in the moment, but when we take a step back 16 months later and look through everything that we have all done together, it's substantial and, and we can. Mm, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. What does the future hold for the off ramp for threads? It's, it's still really difficult to stay flexible and it's, it's still not a word I like to hear. I just, I've come to not like that word pivot. <laughs> I just don't like it. Um, because it means that something's been thrown at you and you don't know what, you know, what you're, what you're doing. Um, but it's really not a question of pivot. Um, what it is, is it's a question of starting again. Um, you know, in the course of, of, of my career, um, Butch and I have started from scratch um, works in Africa, in Miami, in Brussels and in Houston. And there's always a process that we go through. We give ourselves space to learn the lay of the land. Who's here? Who's doing what? Who are potential partners? Um, who has a vision that, that, that works with the vision we think we've been given? Um, and to take that time to do that homework is really important. Admittedly, we've been now in the Carolinas um, for over six months. But honestly, pandemic has still raged. So it's not like we could go and sit and have lunch with people and visit with people or, um, or go and have meetings with various organizations. But that is starting. That is starting. Um, we have meetings set up with some pastors. We have of churches that have a vision for reaching refugees. 
We've got meetings set up with a couple of um, resettlement agencies. Yes, a couple of these meetings are virtual still, but nevertheless, the conversation is beginning. Uh, Got a couple of meetings already set up with folks who hope to be key volunteers um, in the work that we hope to do here. Um, We have folks talking to us about what do you need? What is it going to look like to set up a studio again? Um, Our board members are beginning to vision, okay, if we're going to be here, what might look different? Even talking about things like, should we have a storefront? Um, These these are new things that are percolating and beginning and conversations that are happening. And my experience is what will happen is we're going to start with one thing. I I don't know which one thing it'll be yet because these are new conversations that are happening in the next few weeks. But one thing will start and then, oh, look, because of this, we can do this and then we can do this and then we can do this. So it's it's a new day. It's a new day. And on that note, I would like to to wrap this up by encouraging you to go to theofframp.org to download our impact report, maybe even to to use a little paper and print it off because it is beautiful and, and just take a look at all that you have done. If you have listened to this podcast, if you have donated, if you have followed us on social media, if you have prayed or encouraged, prayed for or encouraged us in any way, then you are a part of doing all that is in this impact report. You did this. And as I say at the end of my letter, introducing the report, we are immeasurably grateful. Thanks for listening to the Off-Ramps podcast. If you were inspired to act during this conversation, you can find us and learn more at theofframp.org or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Helplessness and hopelessness do not have to define your future or the world's. Become a change maker today.